It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. A double dose of dancing from James Rapine and the promise gritty if you're watching on YouTube. What a win, James. 41-17. And if you weren't a believer, I guess, and I feel like most of our listeners were probably believers before this game, the now number one seed if the season were to end today, Cincinnati Bengals, are 5-2. and two. And just made an absolute statement in their demolition, or in Joe Burrow's word, thrashing of the Baltimore Ravens on the road. Whew. Thrashing is a good word to describe it. Um, look, this team's for real. And when you do that against that team, it's not like the Ravens were three and two and desperate for a They were five and one, and they were a really, really good team. And the Bengals outcoached them, outplayed them. And, uh, and really took it to them. And this offense, to me, we've seen the defense. And it, it did, has done what we saw on Sunday every single week this year, it seems like. But this offense, the fact that they scored the first team on six of their final seven drives, they were just moving the ball, moving the ball, responding. I like When the Ravens scored to go up 17 to 13, and then the Bengals instantly scored and matched it, I was like, oh, it's, it's shootout time. But the Bengals' defense, too good for a shootout. And, and they said, no, baby, no, no shootout time. So, uh, yeah, huge, huge win. The biggest win of the Zach Taylor era. It was so damn big that Jake Lisko did the gritty. And neither of us did it well, but it doesn't matter. You know why? <laughs> because they, they won. And, uh, man, oh, man, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And in the best part, Jake, when you're at M&T Bank Stadium and everybody, it's silent. Oh, man. And it was silent. It was real quiet for a lot of that second half, which is just uh, just hilarious. Yeah, I tweeted this during the game. The second half, the Bengals made the, the Ravens straight up look like a bad football team. Like, yeah, they had yeah. that one big drive that could have ended on a Mark Andrews fumble, but instead goes two plays right afterwards. But the, the back half of this defense that we didn't get to see very much because of TV angles must have played an incredible game. A couple of Mark Andrews targets, a couple of Rashad Bateman getting loose on crossers in, in the second level of the zone where, where the Bengals were trying to keep Lamar Jackson in front of them. That aside, Lamar constantly was forced to hold the ball, and the defensive line did an incredible job of capitalizing on that. They played great contain the entire game. Sam Hubbard on the edge and, you know, B.J. Hill, Larry Joby in the middle of the defense a few times that led to sacks of the cleanup variety because they played that great contain. And I mean, we're going to talk a lot about the offense because they were great outside of one bonehead play from Joe Burrow. They were fantastic in this entire game, but you got to give credit to the defense because the Ravens we talked about in our pregame show have scored more than 30 points in all of their home games. And in this game held to 17. 
Yeah, it, that's insane to me. And look, could they have gotten a, another touchdown if they left Lamar in in the final six minutes? Yeah, but it didn't matter, right? The game was already over. Uh, so, yeah, that first team, the fact that we've talked back in back-to-back weeks, and I mentioned this to Ben Baby, Brandon Allen, first team offense. Like when I, I write or talk, now I have to like preface it with when the first team was out there, what the hell is this, high school? Like, <laughs> well, we're, oh, well, the second string was in and, you know, they were holding it down. Like that's what we're talking about. And that is insane to me because this wasn't um, – you know, a bad football team they were going up against. It was a really, really good football team. And it still is a really good football team. And the fact that they took it to them in front of 70,000 people, that this crowd was hyped and they were ready. And there was a buzz and it was exciting. And man, oh man, did the Bengals, they they matched that energy and then some. And there was there, there's so many plays and I know we'll talk about it, but uh, man, how fitting was it that we uh, make that gritty bet and then Jamar Chase just continues to set records as the the Bengals get off to that five and two start. I mean, he's got the most receiving yards in, in the first seven games of in NFL history. Like that's insane. And I was Team Chase. I was all about taking Chase over Penny Sewell. I didn't think he would do this. It's insane. Certainly exceeded expectations, right? Uh, a few things that you mentioned there that that reminded me of tweets I made in this game. One of them was. Uh, maybe the reason the Ravens and the Lions played so close is because they're the same football team. I, I really enjoyed uh, that, that tweet. That was a fun one. And the, and the Bengals blew both of them out. So, uh, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I forget the other things I was going to say now, but incredible day for Jamar Chase, who has exceeded expectations wildly, who Marlon Humphrey like tweeted an apology. I don't know if you saw this. He's like, no. I'm disappointed in myself, giving up 200 yards, 250 yards, because he gave up the CJ Uzama touchdown as well. And and the Ravens got punished for sticking to their plan on defense. And we'll talk about this more, I'm sure, with, with Mike and, and Bengal Sands in our film review. But they stayed trying to blitz, trying to play man outside. And Joe Burrow's eating that stuff alive all year. And And once he settled in, the second half, I mean, just absolutely clinical. And, and, and against the Ravens defense that had uh, Justin Herbert last week, you know, trying to find, you know, which way's up. So really good stuff there from Joe Burrow, who even in the first half when the, when the Ravens were getting pressure because they got more pressure early than, than later, second half, offensive line, Joe Burrow cleaned it up. Burrow looked comfortable. You know, he was ready for it and continued to do what he's done all year, which is kill you when you blitz him and kill you when you play man. And, and the Ravens didn't look at the Lions game, didn't look at, at the Packers game and sit there and play too high and try to make Joe Burrow be patient. And as a result, Joe Burrow's average depth of target over 10 yards was helped mm-hmm. by his receivers, certainly, but just gashed the Ravens in the second half as they tried to do what they do. And Joe Burrow did it better. 416 yards, career high. He's pushing the ball down the field. Um, man, I I loved his game today I, in, in what he did. And he missed some throws. Um, and there were It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect from T. But it's going to be ugly sometimes or uglier than, than you want it to be in these division games. And they got past the ugliness and were able to get through it, like you said. Because after that first drive, they, and they moved the ball some, punt at the 39, which I hate. Um, but I know, I know I'm not trying to be negative though. It's well, the, no, it's and the Ravens did it twice too, which is I the know, crazy I part. 
they have Justin Tucker. They uh, twice. Yeah, I, I have no idea what the hell they were thinking. Um, but he was getting hit, and he, he was moving around well, and, and I thought that was a good sign. So we should probably talk a little bit more about number nine, uh, and we can do that coming up next. But look, you want to watch the best TV. You want to watch you know, your favorite shows, whether it's uh, you know on your phone, whether it's another Bengals win live, whether it's Monday Night Football in that Manning cast, right? And you can do all of it with DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and your on-demand favorites together in one place like never before. So instead of having a login for this, uh, a stream for this, something on your phone, you can bring it all together. And DirecTV Stream, it is the best option. So no more juggling remotes, no more looking for logins or begging for logins. You can get it all together with DirecTV Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So let's go offense, right? Before we go defense, as we'll go side of the ball for the rest of the show here, go offense and defense. Because as you mentioned, the second, it was kind of a tale of two halves again, in some ways, like a little bit slow to start. They, they did yeah. score first again, and they scored 13 first half points. And the, the battle of halftime, you know, in and out of the half went slightly in the Ravens' favor as the Ravens took, took their only lead of the game i believe coming out of halftime they went up 17 17, to 13 13. briefly um the the ravens scored 14 points in and out of halftime the the bengal scored 10 and they remained really good in that area but it was a it was a kind of tough start to the game it looked like the ravens were going to be getting pressure all day jonah williams could not block justin houston for his life and uh, I think he settled down a little bit later in the game. But even in that madness, what I mentioned in the first segment, James, is Joe Burrow, to me, looked like he was handling the pressure pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. in stark, stark contrast to last year against Baltimore, like he missed some throws because he was hurried a little bit at times. But he had the right idea. He was moving well in the pocket, making the right reads. And that was really encouraging. So later in the game, when he started getting better protection and credit the coaching staff, you know, keeping two guys in the backfield, helping block and, and not just stubbornly going empty, right? Stubbornly going, you know, to their play action game that, that wasn't, wasn't working at times. He, he was just clinical once he had that protection in the second half. He was, he was. And you're right. I, I there, there was never a point where I thought he was uncomfortable with the pressure. It's just more like, ah, I hate that he's taking these hits this early in the game because you think it's going to continue. If they're getting there now, of course, they're going to get there later. But the Bengals did a good job and adjusted. And, you know, the offensive line deserves credit, too, because you you look at what they did in the ground. You know, that Joe Mixon with a great cut for that 21-yard touchdown. Obviously, P. Ryan just puts the – the game was already done, but completely puts the game away with his run. And, you know, that's the offensive line opening up for him and and beating up a a team – that was clearly down on themselves at that stage of the game. But yeah, Burrow 
Burrow played well. You're right. He missed a couple throws. I also think T. Higgins is is kind of struggling right now. Like, I don't know. Like, he, he did bail Burrow out on his, his first catch. But he, he was like one, one catch, five targets early. And he ended up with seven catches on 15 targets. It's just not there right now. Um, but but it did get better as the game improved. But early on, I was they were running the offense through T essentially, and it it was not working out as well as you would want. Um, and it's a lot of those contested catches and, and stuff like that. And and the other thing, I think this game was good for these receivers because of how physical these uh, Baltimore corners were, especially early. And they responded and they adjusted. And obviously, they got the better of their one on one matchups for most of the day. But those first couple drives, it was like, oh, man, they're, they're getting away with grabs and pulls and shoves at the top of routes. And they weren't calling it. And so you're going to have to play through it if they're not calling it. And the, the Bengals found a way to, to adjust to that. And Jamar certainly out physical the entire Ravens secondary individually. Like, incredible. Incredible. I can't believe I traded him to you in our Dynasty League. Eight catches, 201 yards, and a touchdown for Jamar Chase for uh, – that 82 yard touchdown that featured some broken tackles, but you know what my, that was a probably the best play, right? But my favorite play of this game was going into halftime. They, they run him on a simple in route, 10 yard in catches the ball around like the 33 yard line by the numbers on the left side of the field and just is shot out of a cannon across the field, making angles wrong and beating the entire Baltimore defense to the right sideline at like the 22 or something, he got 13 yards after the catch running all the way across the field, getting out of bounds and stopping the clock when the Bengals had no timeouts left because they had to use it because, you know, credit the Ravens fans, I guess the Bengals did appear to have a tough time with the crowd noise in the first half. And so the Bengals had to use their timeouts and Jamar chase, incredible athletic play, incredible heads up play and incredible technical play to defeat the press. He showed the entire package on that play, which is why it was one of my, if not my favorite Jamar Chase play of this game. He got them that field goal. He had three receptions. He only had one reception in the first half going into and that then drive. He woke three up. receptions on that drive, including the 26 yarder that you mentioned. And man, I, it was, I'm sure it looks good on TV. Well, and I saw it. I saw the replay. Uh, it looks good on TV. When you watch him just catches it and he's like, oh, I'm going to outrun everybody. And I'm just going to accelerate. And it looked like he was just gliding. Like he was at like 1.25 speed or something, and everybody else was at one. And he gets like, what are the Baltimore Ravens thinking? Don't let him get out of bounds. Well, they didn't let him. He made sure he got out of bounds. And he hurdles a guy and just, yeah, it was such a, you're right. Like that's, um, the 82 yarder is probably more impressive, but that one's right there. And uh, he's just such a game breaker. And if he's doing it against Marlon Humphrey, who isn't he going to be able to do it against? And and that's awesome because that's another checked box for Zach Taylor for all this. They, you know they checked a lot of boxes today, but Jamar Chase has never faced a Marlon Humphrey type, right? And didn't flinch, didn't do anything, just goes out there and uh, puts up a 200 spot. I mean he's uh, he's a baller. And, and think about it like that, Jake. Like and I know a lot of it came on the 82 yarder. But he had, I think, seven yards 28 minutes into the game. And so so then, you, you know, that one reception. So then the, the final or then the next 26 minutes, because they pulled the starters and probably even less than that, because I don't think he had a catch on that final drive after he um, 
the the weird fumble play where he caught it and it downfield on the back shoulder. Like he did all of his damage in like a 15 minute, 20 minute game time span. And that's that's just a lot of yards. It's a lot of a lot of yak for Mr. Chase. Yeah, he did it in a lot of ways. He he really showed the entire toolkit in this game. He had the back shoulders. I guess he didn't win a vertical ball over the top. That's the only thing he didn't win because he showed the back shoulder stuff. He showed the yards after catch, as you mentioned, on the slant. He showed the technical skill to defeat press. He he just like generated separation in the short and intermediate game the entire game. So like the only thing he didn't do was catch one over the top, which we've gotten so used to. But he, I mean, even when he doesn't do that, he goes on to have this crazy good game. Uh, fun fact, James, Joe Burrow had 38 passes in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if if you told me Joe Burrow had 38 passes, well, let's just do this. How many different receivers, unless you have the box score in front of you, would you guess he targeted in this in this game? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. six? It was six uh, receivers or, or six. Yeah, you don't mean wide receivers. You mean guys he targeted. It was five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was five. Jamar Chase had 10 targets. We talked yep. about T. Higgins had 15 targets. 15. Yeah. CJ caught two of his three targets for 91. Or sorry, he caught all three, three. of his targets yeah. for 91 yards and two touchdowns. I looked at the touchdown column instead of the reception column there because he scored two touchdowns on three catches. Uh, Tyler Boyd caught four of his seven. And Samaj P. Ryan caught his one target for big first down in his offense on that first drive of the game. So a little check down also, for Samaje. Which was a nice-ass play by Burrow, by the way, mm-hmm. to, to get that to P. Ryan. I didn't realize that Mixa didn't have a, a catch or a target. Wow. It seemed like they, they were protecting Mixon a little bit. Uh, I think maybe the ankle not 100%. Two-minute drive, for example, Samaje P. Ryan the entire drive. A lot of passing downs in this game. I would have to go back and verify, but a lot of passing downs in this game. They uh, they put Samaje P. Ryan out there, and so... I think that they think, might have just been protecting Mixon a little bit. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. I think uh, Chris Evans, too. I think that hamstring must have been bothered because we didn't really yeah. see him. Yep. So it 100%. had to have been the hamstring. Yeah, and, and in a game where, like, if the game's going the way it's going and, and you can get away with not risking the hamstring, and, and we've seen what hamstrings can do, Trey Waynes, mm-hmm. get well soon, uh, no reason, right, to to put him on the field in those situations if, if you don't need him, if you don't need those Chris Evans specials and they they didn't <laughs> in this game. The offense did its job. 416 yards. Did we already talked about Joe Burrow. 416 yards, three touchdowns. Incredible game for him. Certainly uh nothing like Justin Herbert against the Ravens. And the one interception certainly he wants back. But outside of that, I think he played a really fantastic game. But a big reason this game was a blowout is because the Cincinnati defense is a legitimately very good NFL defense and was part of the reason the Bengals won their first, well, not first, well, yeah, first complete game against a good team. So we'll talk defense mm-hmm. coming up next. But, but first, I got to talk to you about Get Upside, whether you're driving from Baltimore all the way back to Cincinnati while you're listening to Locked on Bengals, or maybe you're just driving into work on Monday morning of Victory Monday, wherever you got to fuel up. And when you do, Use GetUpside to save money every time you fill up your gas tank. And right now, when you download the app, and you could use the App Store or Google Play if you have Android, all you got to do is download GetUpside, use promo code TOUCHDOWN. You're going to get an extra $0.25 off per gallon on your first fill-up. So save up to $0.50 
per gallon on your first fill up. Just think about the dollars you're going to save by downloading a free app. You can save money with it, maybe buy some built bars with it, but everybody likes saving money. You could do it with Get Upside. Again, promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. And of course, built bars are James and my favorite protein bar. That is the snack of choice. James is going to find his, I assume, his game day snack. And if you haven't tried one, there it is. You're missing out. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. We say it all the time. They recently sent us a care package, got a new flavor in there, blueberry muffin that like actually tastes like a blueberry muffin on the inside, which is hard to imagine in a protein bar. It's not going to be hard for you to choke down. You know, everybody like, well, I guess not everybody. Most people like blueberry muffins. And if you don't, they have other flavors and you're going to like their other flavors too, whether it's the coconut almond, the mint brownie, uh, the coconut brownie chunk is my personal favorite. And they all, as James loves to point out, have the perfect macros for you. High in protein, low in carbs, low in sugar, low calorie, low fat, covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, James, let's talk defense. The Ravens don't have running backs, and they're down some offensive linemen in this game for sure. Uh, Patrick McCarry, their right tackle, goes out for injury. They're missing their starting center. Uh, obviously, Ronnie Stanley's on the IR, likely done for the season. But in the first half, non-Lamar Jackson runs for the Baltimore Ravens. They had seven of them. They averaged 0.0 yards per carry on their seven running back carries in the first half. They finished the game with 12 running back carries for 27 yards. And some of that came when the game was over. And and so garbage time stuff. The run defense put on a clinic. Lamar Jackson got his, you know, 12 carries, 88 yards. But I think the Bengals even did a pretty good job against Lamar. And I talked about this at the top of the show. Great coverage in the back half, I assume, unless Lamar just wasn't seeing open guys. And that probably happened a couple of times. But Trey Hendrickson... Getting pressure around the edge against Alejandro Villanueva, who had a pretty rough game. And the rest of that defensive line did a great job of containing Lamar. And this is so hard to do. And there's a couple plays. B.J. Hill on one play shows him the gap that Lamar wants. Lamar has to try to bounce it outside. Sam Hubbard's there to clean it up. Sam Hubbard on another play. Sets the edge that Lamar's trying to escape out of. Trey Hendrickson gets a sack coming from the other end. And that kind of team defense really did a great job of containing the parts of Lamar that are special. And so credit Lou Anarumo, credit his defense that he brought in because they are living up to the price tag and the lofty expectations that this team had internally. Yeah, they are. They exceeded my expectations all season, you know, all year, what I had of them and my view of them going into it. And today was their best performance of the year. I think, I mean, Lamar Jackson is such a weapon, and I get it. Le'Veon Bell is done. Devonta Freeman's done. They were without Latavius Murray, so they didn't really have a running back threat. But the way Jackson stresses you as a defense, and then you have guys like Hollywood Brown that are just streaking downfield. Mark Andrews, who they threw multiple different looks at to try to uh, contain him. When you don't have your security net in Mark Andrews, and that's what he is, and you have a Chidobe Awujie that can stick with Hollywood Brown, 
uh, for a lot of the day and, and limit him. I know he had the one big play, but overall it wasn't, you know, a crazy day for him. You're you're in a good spot, but still Lamar can beat you. And they were just, you're right, it was a total, it has to be a total complete effort if you're going to slow him down. And they've never been able to do it, ever. And that, not when he's healthy. La last year, um, you know, they got blown out, and it was really because the, the offense was bad and what they were doing with the turnovers and stuff. But, you know, Lamar is just this dynamic athlete and something that they don't, they haven't been able to contain. You know, he's 5-0 and against them, or was 5-0. and Now he's 5-1. and And um, credit Luana Rumo. I was wrong. I mean, I, I, I – that's the thing is like you take the victory the victory lap right I, earlier on chase i was critical of luana rumo i was i was critical of you know zach taylor well they're five and two like and i'm not saying you, you throw them a parade for being five and two but clearly the message to the guys last year and the year before they just didn't have the guys that they thought you know or that they could win with for whatever the reason is and uh they certainly have them now i mean i this defense, I mean, do you think it's a top 10 unit? Like, playing like it to me. Yeah, easily. Like, top, I mean, top five, you could you could make an argument after this week. Golly. I mean, they've, they've been so consistent. The The one thing yep. missing is the takeaways, right? And and maybe, like, you like another pass rusher. But I think I think in this game, they, had, they have five sacks, according to ESPN, which I believe puts them at the same number they had all year last season. Not in this game, but so far this season. In seven games, I think they matched last year's total. That might not be right. I might have read that wrong. Um, but regardless, the pass rush was a big issue last year. They get five sacks on Lamar. A lot of those are the coverage variety. And that tells you that the you know the dudes at every level that we talked about, right? That mm -hmm. that's laid out. And and they're getting yeah. plays from every level back there, whether it's DJ Reader doing a good job to keep the linebackers clean in the run game or the edge guys you know, combining for some of the sacks that we talked about, Sam Hubbard in this game, two and a half sacks, two tackles for a loss. Really good game for him that they've been waiting for this year. So, so good for him. And, you know, Cheeto Wuzier, standout. He, he, he lost um, Hollywood Brown deep once. And that was just like a mind blowing, good throw and good catch from Hollywood Brown at the back of the end zone. Um, but the rest of the Bengal, uh, of the Ravens offense in this game was pretty much like they protected long enough with the Bengals playing zone for their crossers to find the spaces to settle in the zone and Lamar to, to buy enough time to, to find those intermediate routes. And that's Mark Andrews or Rashad Bateman. And then that one shot to Hollywood Brown outside of that and, and Lamar running outside of that, the, the Ravens were ineffective on offense in this game. And, and given what they've done at home, it, it's just a, a great effort from this entire defense. To, to do yeah. this against the Ravens offense. For sure. It is. And man, Sam Hubbard is, uh, you know, that was a huge game from him. And uh, Trey Hendrickson after the game said, look, he needs to, people need to put respect on his name as an edge rusher and uh, whatever, you know, we'll see. But uh, it was, it was certainly a good game on, uh, on Sunday. And you want to see more of that for sure. And this this defense, um, the way they, because it was different this week. Their scheme was, I mean, we saw three linebackers a lot. That, uh, the fact that they did that, and now we're seeing like multiple looks and scheming for this and that. And because think about it, they held Aaron Rodgers to 25 in overtime. You hold Lamar Jackson to 17 on the road. You shut down the Steelers. You, you hold them to 10 points. I mean, they've done it 
against the, you know some some quality opponents. And I get it, Ben is done in in Pittsburgh, but they still had some good skill players there that were game changers. And they just they're uh, they're really quality unit with no superstars. And Jesse Bates said it best when we were waiting for interviews. He said, if uh, if you don't believe, you better start or something like that. I forget. Ben Baby had the uh, the video. But, uh, yeah, this this team certainly believes in itself and I, the defense. They're oozing with confidence and swagger and all of the things that make up good defenses. I think best performance of the Zach Taylor era here against probably the one yep. of the better opponents they've played complete game. And, and that's, what's so impressive about this. And we'll have to talk more about it tomorrow. I guess we're running out of time here, but it, it wasn't like a fluke. This was a dominant victory that was earned in all phases by consistently playing well and doing things. It's not like they had like two pick sixes, right. Mm. That, that blew the game open and threw everything out the window and, and had these big swingy plays. It was consistently getting stops. It was consistently scoring in the second half. It was not making critical mistakes at critical times. And, you know, they, they have the one Joe Burrow wants back. Seems like there's one of those every game right now. So hopefully that gets cleaned up eventually. But when it comes in this context, when you're scoring 41 points, it doesn't matter. You, you, you've mm -hmm. dominated, thoroughly dominated the 5-1 and one Ravens in their house after they've beaten some good teams this year. So all the credit in the world to this team right now, they moved to five and two. Zach Wilson got hurt for the Jets today. Sounds like he's going to miss some time. So they're going to play a team without its quarterback next week as they wrap up this road trip in New York. And they look to go three and O oh on the road trip. They're already, I believe three and one on the road this year in total with wins at Pittsburgh at Detroit at Baltimore and that one loss in Chicago, which looks very strange in the rearview mirror, but you take it, man, seven games, five and two great chance to get to six and two and maintain their position at the top of the AFC where they currently technically control their own destiny. They went out. I believe that makes them the one seed in the AFC. We'll see if that happens. We'll talk about this game a little bit more tomorrow. Until next time, Bengals fans, a resounding who day, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.